This recording is intended to be used as an educational resource for healthcare providers. It is in no way a substitute for the independent decision making and judgment of a qualified healthcare professional. It should not be used to make a diagnosis or to overrule the advice of a qualified healthcare provider, nor should it be used to provide advice for emergency medical treatment. Vagolytic Medications for Intubation by Dr. Robert Pascucci. Please note that in this video we will be following the guidelines used at Boston Children's Hospital. Some of this information may need to be modified based on the equipment, guidelines, and practices in place in your institution. Hi, I'm Bob Pascucci. I'm one of the ICU staff here at Children's Hospital Boston. What we're going to talk about today is the drugs that you might consider using in a semi-urgent intubation in the ICU setting. And I'll, I'll give you a sampling of the drugs that we use here. Some of them may or may not be available to you immediately where you are practicing, uh, but most of them are pretty commonly available and they're old, for the most part, they're older drugs that aren't uh, really brand new. Introduction. I usually, uh, a couple comments before we start. First of all, intubation is not often an emergency. It's usually a planned sort of event and it's obviously important to have everything ready that you need for the intubation so that you need help and you need the right equipment and you need personnel around and all that sort of stuff. And so we're talking in a setting where we're not rushing, rushing to put the tube in. We're doing it in a semi-elective fashion. Some child who's in respiratory failure, they're getting increasing amounts of support. It's time to put the tube in and that's sort of the setting that we're working in. Um, I usually like to think of it as a menu. You go to a fancy restaurant, you get an appetizer, you get a main course, you get a dessert, and then you put the tube in. And that's sort of the, the approach that I would take in terms of thinking about the drugs and, and the order that you give them in. Vagolytics. Uh, appetizers come first, and they're actually pretty simple. Um, atropine or glycopyrrolator definitely in the appetizer column, and then there's some others that we may bring over later on. Uh, what are we talking about here? We're talking about blocking the vagal response to laryngoscopy. If you do a laryngoscopy and you pull up on the base of the tongue, that will be a vagal, vagal reflex that will create some bradycardia, and you can block that. And it's probably important to do it in smaller kids, and our general rule is anybody under the age of five. It also may be useful to do in older kids as well. Point of clarification. Bradycardia is a special risk for younger infants, as they are especially dependent on heart rate for cardiac output. Um, it doesn't make any difference whether you use atropine or glycopyrrolate. Either one will work. The doses I've written here are all in milligrams per kilogram, so 0.02 milligrams per kilogram of atropine, 0.01 milligrams per kilogram of glycopyrrolate. Um, you're not trying to dry up secretions because we're really not going to give it enough time for that to happen. Vagolysis should be complete by two to three minutes. The effect on secretions takes some time longer. You're really just trying to block the vagal response to laryngoscopy and prevent the child from getting bradycardic in the middle of the procedure. Fairly simple. So that is one appetizer that I would consider giving to almost everyone or certainly everyone that's small. This recording is a production of Open Pediatrics, a free and open access resource for pediatric clinicians worldwide.
For more pediatric care materials or to join our global community, please visit our website at openpediatrics.org.